It's time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Good morning, West Georgia! And welcome in to the Morning 5 podcast on the last Monday in November. And that means we're only 29 days away from Christmas. Last Monday in November, the last week in november not even a full week in november uh friday is december man we flip the calendar over and christmas oh, will be wow. here in a blink of an eye yeah that's that's unreal isn't it I, it's not you know it feels like the thanksgiving last week you know we're like okay you know it's it's always good to spend time with family and i know you had a is it huge thanksgiving plate yeah i know you enjoyed it um <laughs> but now it's like oh now we're fast approaching Christmas. Like 29 days doesn't seem like much. Yeah. That 29 days will turn to one very, very quickly. Yeah. Don't have that mindset. Don't have that. Oh, I got 29 days to, you, you know, do Christmas shopping or whatever. Don't have that mindset because you blink and those 29 days are going to be bye bye. And there's only going to be like three or four days until Christmas and online shopping is no longer an option. You got to go out to a a big box store to to get a present. So don't don't look at that 29 days and think you have plenty of time to do whatever you need to do before Christmas rolls around because you do not. It'll be here in a blink of an eye. Uh, today is a good day not to do anything with a box store and enjoy that. A million percent, dude. Today is the perfect day to try to get all of your stuff completed. Dude, go ahead and do it now. Go ahead and complete everything you need to complete before Christmas today. Do it today. It's Cyber Monday. Uh, so hop online. I've already have Amazon pulled up. I'm already browsing through all of Amazon's deals on Cyber Monday for stuff that I don't need, but I'm probably going to purchase anyways because I'm an idiot. Uh, it, it, it's Cyber Monday. Billy, do you have your eyes on anything today? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple things for Gavin that I have um, a, a bat or two. Um, Where the hell looking, are you going to buy looking... a bat online? How do they ship <laughs> that? It's, it's very... Uh, you can ask um, Dr. Fauci about that. But, Wait, um, cage? They ship it with a pangolin, or is, <laughs> are they in two separate boxes? Did you just say pink? Pink win. Pangolin. I love you so much. A pangolin. <laughs> they, do they ship the bat and the pangolin in the same box, or do they ship them separate? Oh, God. That's a make-your-own COVID know. kit. That's like a chemistry kit that you get at home. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I didn't know they started that, man. You know, back in our day, all we did was make crappy uh, volcanoes. Now they have make-your-own COVID kits at home. That's advanced, yeah. baby. Wonder why everyone's been having this horrible cough over the last like month and a half. Dude, everybody, like literally everybody, everybody I've talked to has been like, oh yeah, we had that for a week and a half. I thought we were going to die. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's really crazy. Yeah, and, and if you remember correctly, like, you know, three years ago, we were like, oh yeah, this the same thing happened. Yeah, and uh, dude, whatever, whatever I had last week, I don't know what it was, two weeks ago, whenever I had it, whatever it was was worse than anything I ever had during that 2020 year. By far. By far worse than anything I ever had during that year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all stay healthy out there, man. Drink your water. Wash your hands. 
I don't really know what to do to prevent it or what to do when you get it to make you feel better because nothing I tried really worked. Um, so, but yeah, wash your hands and uh, wash your hands and uh, drink water. Um, if you don't drink water, just drink bourbon and a little bit of honey and lemon. That might take care of it. Uh, today is also National Craft Jerky Day, Billy. Do you do you have anything other than like your normal beef jerky? Do you have any jerkies that you enjoy eating? I've, I don't think I. There's the only craft jerkies that I do. There's a place called the Jerky Warehouse um, in uh, Tennessee. You're damn right there I, is. Oh, that place is place the best is, place it's heaven. ever, dude. It's heaven. Yeah, you're going to have there to go is, in there with about $6 million to get some jerky, but it's pretty awesome. A thousand percent. But there's there's a, a prime rib flavor there Ooh. that is to die for, dude. I've never had Absolute. that, Absolutely. It's, it's one of those... And, <laughs> it's one of those jerkies that you you basically kind of chew on and you put it in your mouth and you just let the flavors just stay there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You let I, the saliva break down the jerky. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm a big fan of jerky. I, I We were talking about this last night about how expensive jerky was. That's the only drawback to jerky, dude, is, is beef jerky is super expensive. Uh, but there's a um, there's oh, a yeah. pl- there's a place kind of like the place you were describing uh, in Helen that is it's run by like a mom and pop and, and they they sell all these types of exotic jerkies. We've done like we've done alligator, we've done kangaroo, we've done caribou, you've done the elk, yeah, yeah the elk, elk moose. Um, you know they're they're okay. Alligator is really good. Kangaroo was kind of weird. Uh, we did shark. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't terribly great. Um, but yeah, I would encourage anybody that goes up there to try some different extravagant jerky. Love, love deer jerky, but that's not really, I don't know, crazy out there, but yeah, big, big fan of jerky. Uh, today is also national Bavarian cream pie day. You know, I don't really care where my cream pie comes from just as, you know, Boston or Bavarian, but I enjoy cream pies. So do I, so do I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't care where they come from. Like, Like Boston, Bavarian, Douglasville, wherever it comes from big fan of them uh you know every time i hear bavarian cream i always think of uh semi-pro when jackie moon does that promotion for bavarian cream i think it's a beer or something like that if you're gonna you're gonna have a cold one after work make sure it's bavarian cream every time every time i think i hear bavarian cream i think about that uh, Billy, this past weekend, UGA beat Georgia Tech in a game that was much, much closer than I think a lot of people expected it. But if you just looked at the scoreboard, I don't think it was very indicative of the way the game went down. Um, Carson Beck was 13 for 20, 175 yards, one tud and one interception. Kendall Milton was an absolute monster, had 156 yards and two tuds. The offensive line for Georgia was opening up holes that you could have driven a Cadillac through. Uh, I mean, there was they, they UGA threw the ball uh, like 13 to 15 times less than they normally do. I think they're averaging around thir- between 33 and 35 uh, attempts per game, but they just they didn't need to throw it that much on Saturday because of the way the rushing attack was and the fact that I think Georgia Tech was like like one third. Are, are they dead last yeah, in rushing defense? Dead last in rushing defense. <laughs> I knew they were bad. Yeah. I knew they were real bad. Um, they, Georgia didn't have to. It was a very vanilla play calling from Georgia. I think that was probably the the game plan going in. There's no Lad McConkey, no Brock Bowers. Both of those guys were essentially healthy scratches. 
Uh, Kirby Smart said not so many words that we got three very, very important games coming up, and we need McConkey and Brock Bowers to be as healthy as we possibly can. Uh, really, the only concern for me coming out of Saturday night was the run defense for Georgia wasn't fantastic. Uh, and and Georgia being able to cover a rushing quarterback still seems to be a bit of a problem for them. But other than that, man, I, Georgia dominated the entire game. It, don't don't let that eight point victory margin fool you. Uh, it was it was the most vanilla play calling I've seen from Georgia all year. And I never felt during that game at any point in time that Georgia Tech was going to beat Georgia. Let's let's put this into perspective. Uh, they are playing a non-conference game at the end of the year. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's this is the same kind of play calling that you see games one, two, and three typically before you get into uh, conference play. Right. So that's that's basically what what Georgia was doing versus Tech. Now, hats off to Tech. That kid at quarterback is phenomenal. Georgia Tech is good team. a hell of a running back. Yeah, that like Haynes King. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a hell of a quarterback slash running back slash whatever you want to call him. He's he's awesome, and I I can't wait to see what Georgia Tech does with him next year because he's back. I yep. believe. Yes, he is. He's um, a I think he's a he's either a redshirt sophomore or a junior. Uh, right. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hats off to Tech for giving Georgia basically everything they had for, you know, you know, beginning of the year kind of game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. There was there were moments that uh, it, it looked a little bit uh, tight, but it is what it is. It's it's an eight point victory. Georgia moves on there. They they continue to go 12 and 0. I really wish I had put money down on, you know, 12 and 0 uh, at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Um, because the line was 11 and a half for the regular season. And I was really upset that and the, it was stupid. It was like, I can't remember how much it was, but it was a big number. Um, but they go 12 um, and 0 yeah, for the third time in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. And it, they 29 wins in a row. Uh, Georgia's Georgia has been dominant. They are the number one team in the country for a reason. Um, and Bryce Bryce's uh rankings will tell you that next week or tomorrow uh, i'm sure um uh, i don't know <laughs> never know there might be another number one team in the nation but i i tell you one thing man um rivalry week was insane yeah it was pretty awful and i loved it yeah it was it was it was crazy yeah um pretty awful pretty terrible <laughs> yeah i know i know after the after the noon game you were kind of you were you were pretty passed out drunk um but you know alabama auburn was a really good game um i don't know how the hell auburn allowed <laughs> bama in the back of the end zone with i don't know how bama came back from that i was watching that game and i was like man oh. you know i've been on our podcast for like two or three straight weeks talking about how good bama is and the fact that i think they're playing the best brand of football in college football right now and the fact that i think they might be the best team in college football and they come out here and lay an egg versus a team that just lost to new mexico state and i'm like i i, I feel like an idiot like bama looks terrible like what the hell are they doing and then they somehow win i mean that was i i still don't know what to make of auburn because they played uh they played georgia it was probably georgia's hardest game of the year i i think it was against auburn 
And Alabama's, you know, probably second hardest game of the year, other than the Texas game, was against Auburn. But I yep. just don't like it. Just Auburn is very Jekyll or Hyde, up and down. I'm not sure what to make of that team. And I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Um, after after watching the uh, after watching the Ohio State and Michigan game, and then watching the Iron Bowl. I can, without a shadow of a doubt, tell you that the Iron Bowl is a was a bigger rivalry this year than the Ohio State Michigan game. I can. Yeah, I we're can, not going to get into. I that. can one million Jordan. percent uh, tell you that with a thousand percent confidence. We're not getting into that right now because you're going to get too emotional and we need to move on. No, because I'm, I'm not going to talk about Ohio in. State. I, I'm, I'm mainly going to talk about the chippiness. In the game, I, I know it's. I know exactly what you're getting to, uh, getting at, and we're not going to get into it because I agree with you, and it it pisses me off. And then we're going to get off the rails. Was, and we're it, not they, doing was it. it there for either team, Ohio State or Michigan, on Saturday? No, that you saw? No, I didn't, it wasn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, that was that was very, Emily and I were talking about that. Like the the chippiness between um, Al- Alabama and, and and Auburn was there. Like they, you could feel that was a rivalry. You know what I mean? Like when I mean that was you know they're pushing, shoving after the whistle. There was punters getting absolutely destroyed 60 yards down the field that felt like a rivalry game but ohio state michigan just did not like it i I don't know it's very very odd um so yeah worst worst weekend i've had probably since uh i would say not no 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 no. i was super proud of ohio state after that game we played really well um probably the worst weekend i've had since 1997 i would say i think that was i think that was the end of the three-year skid um with or was a four-year skid with cooper uh so yeah terrible 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 weekend good job for the uga going to the sec championship what a game what a game this saturday dude alabama uh versus georgia in the um not the georgia dome mercedes-benz stadium uh i can't wait to watch that i think it's gonna be phenomenal um you gonna head into atlanta on saturday morning uh i don't know maybe like go, no. go up there and, and try to get the uh, try to kick a field goal for over hundred k. You know what? I I think they try to do it with college kids, don't they? Don't they usually try to pick college kids? You know, you look young enough. That's yeah. the good genes I'll, that you have. I'll, I'll a professor. You'll look you'll look fine. You know, if I lose like thirty or forty pounds, I could probably pass for a player. I mean, go you know, for it. Yeah, go lift a couple weights. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this weekend, huge slate of football. One thing, uh, another little off the tangent rails. This is going to be a long podcast, but I don't care. Um, Pac-12. Pac uh, what are we doing playing on Friday night? Dude. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I was so hyped up for that Oregon-Washington Washington game, and I'm not even going to wa- be able to watch it. Like, yeah. what the hell are we doing, guys? What's... What's so going on? You're going to have to. Here's here's what we got to do, Bryce. You've got to bring your tablet. Okay. 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 Um, Friday. Okay. Bring your tablet. So my tablet will obviously be handling our. Right. Pre-game. Uh, our broadcast. Right. Um, you just need to bring your tablet so we can just have the Oregon and uh, or the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. Just playing on, on the tablet. That's We're not good. about it. You know, I could I could even bring a um, I could even bring a monitor and we could plug the tablet up to the monitor and we could watch it that way. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll do that. See, We're good. Yeah, we're, we're going to set up. We're going to set up. We'll be able to watch Bowden beat Schley County and we'll be able to wa- be able to watch Oregon uh, versus Washington. We'll be we'll be set up. Uh, Billy, also this weekend, the Hawks went 1-1. One and one. They beat the Wizards 136-108, to 108, but followed the Celtics last night 113-103. to 
uh, in the victory over the Wizards, uh, the 136-108 to 108 victory. Cherry had 26 points, 10 assists. Hunter with 20 points. Bogey and Sadiq Bay off the bench. They had four, 15 points and 13 points, respectively. Clint, Trey, and DeJounte Murray all had double-doubles in that game. I did not get to watch that game, but I did watch the game last night versus the Celtics. Uh, Trey had 33 points, 7 assists. Hunter with 24 points. Bogey, 23 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. Dude, we shot a billion three-pointers last night, and it was really the only yeah. reason we even were close to staying into this game. Uh, we had 19 made threes, which was a, which was a season high. We shot 63 points from the charity stripe, which was very unhawks-like. Trey missed two, which I don't know the last time Trey missed two free throws in a single game. That was very uncharacteristic of Trey. Uh, 104 offensive rating, not great by any stretch of the imagination from the Hawks, considering this Hawks team is pretty much built around offense, and we're going to have to beat teams. We're just going to have to outscore them. Uh, a 113 defensive rating, though, not elite, but but definitely good against a Celtics team that has been undefeated at home. I don't think they've lost a single game at home yet this year. Uh, so the the uh, 108 or the 113 defensive rating wasn't bad. Uh, gave up 18 offensive rebounds though to Boston. They had Boston had a 35% offensive rebound rate. 30% in the NBA is essentially elite as an offensive rebound rate. And Boston was at 30. They ended the game at 35. Uh, last night, but they were around 40 almost the entire night. Um, so the the defensive rebounding, yeah. Clint Clint for some reason was not great on the defensive boards last night. Onyeko Kongwu uh, seemed like he was a little bit better, um, but uh, but yeah, not a. Uh, it was dude the fourth quarter for the Hawks last night were weird too. It was a close fourth quarter. The margin was between eight and twelve the entire fourth quarter, but like nobody made any runs. Like nobody made any big runs in the fourth quarter. Like is characteristic with an NBA game. Like, it stayed between 8 and yeah, 12 was, the entire fourth. It was back and forth the entire time. Yeah. Um, you know, when I wasn't able to watch this because I was I was watching a little bit of the NFL last night um, with, with my kid. And um, Dude, we were... that Eagles game. Oh, my God. Oh, what a God. game. Possibly game of the year for me. No. Possibly game of the, the year for dude, me. Dude, that game or the uh, freaking Texans game. Oh, was dude, yeah, fantastic. How um, how many years are we gonna get CJ Stratt and Trevor Lawrence oh, battling against each I other? I can't freaking wait. Spoiled in the same dude, division. It's so great, and and we don't have a dog <laughs> in the fight. We just get to sit there and watch. I mean, I know we're both CJ Stratt fans, but you know, we just get to sit there and watch the game. Yeah, Gavin looked at me at one point. And he goes, "Daddy, I think I'm a fan of the Texans." <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, buddy. But no, it, the the Hawks. You know. I get my quarter updates, you know, from ESPN right, 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 right. and, you know, it didn't look good for second and third quarter. And I'm like, all right. And then when I saw the final and it was, you know, we only lost by 10 in Boston. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Boston's a better team than us. For sure. Yep. I mean, I think everyone can agree with that. Yep. Trey continues to look good over the last six or seven games. He's averaging over 30 points a game, which has been, he's been fantastic. He's his threes are up. His three point percentage is up. He, he looks a lot better than he has. Um, so it's, I, I know we've lost, you know, several of those games over the last six or seven, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. So right. um, I think that our next game is in the play in tournament, which, is a pointless game because yeah. we're out of it. Yeah, we're out of it. Essentially, it doesn't matter. Um, but I'm look I'm looking forward to seeing what Trey and this team d does the rest of the way because I really think we can make a little bit of noise. Um, if if these if the 
players start to get into that defensive, you know, the defensive writing you said wasn't elite, but it was pretty good against Boston in sure. Boston. Yeah, Boston in Boston so, this year is they've been unbeatable. They're they're perfect. They're seven and zero at home. So if we can continue that defensive writing, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was the back end of a of a back to back, a road back to back, essentially. So. You lose by ten in Boston. It sucks to lose, but you know you, you take your uh, you take your medicine and you move on to the next game. Uh, the only unfortunate thing out of this weekend that came from Hawks' standpoint, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he's going to be sidelined for three to four weeks with that wrist injury, which is, I guess, better news than I thought initially when I saw the injury on Twitter. I I thought I thought he was done for the year, to be completely honest with you. Um, and the fact that he's only out for three to four weeks is that's better than I initially thought. Like I said, I initially thought he was, he was done for the year. So a little bit of uh, sad news out of the Hawks camp. We move over to the Falcons, Billy, the first place Falcons, the S E or the SEC, the NFC South leading Atlanta Falcons. They take care of business yesterday against the saints, 24 to 15 Desmond Ritter. Oh, yes. I say, I would say, yes, I would say they did Desmond Ritter. 13 for 21, 168 yards, one tud, and two interceptions. Um, Ritter did not play well again. Um, I, I think this is what you're going to get out of Ritter week in, week out. He had moments where he looked good, and then he had moments where he looked like a poupee quarterback. Like we know he, he kind of plays like. Uh, very, very inconsistent from Desmond Ritter. But B. John Robinson, dude, a- absolute monster. 123 yards on 19 touches and two tutties. I thought they did the best job they've done all year yesterday with balancing Bijan, Algier, and Cordero Patterson. I thought Arthur Smith found a beautiful rotation to keep all three backs involved in the game and involved in the correct amount of plays. Uh, Tyler Algier with 10 carries for 64 yards, and Cordero Patterson with 8 carries and 43 yards. And all 18 carries between Patterson and Algier were very big, impactful carries. I thought all three I thought all three backs played and participated in the correct amount of touches yesterday. I thought that was the best game plan Arthur Smith has called all year. Um, and it, that, that's despite Desmond Ritter throwing two interceptions, one of the interceptions in the red zone. I thought Arthur Smith did the best job he's done all year on the offensive side of the ball yesterday against the Saints. Yeah, I, I think this is a defensive win here. This is not an offensive win. Arthur percent. Smith. Arthur Smith continues to call a horrible game. In I my thought opinion. he did good. Um, I thought he did really good no. yesterday. See, here's here's the thing. I agree with you on him handling Bijan, Al- Algier, and and uh, Cordero. I, I agree with you a thousand percent on that. That was the best game that he continues to call with those three. Passing game has been has looked absolutely terrible. Um, and but, but is that Arthur look, Smith's defense, fault or is that is that Desmond Ritter's fault? It's who did Arthur Smith name the starting quarterback? But what was his other option? Heineke's out. Oh God, dude, I, I'm not even. Oh, I don't even anyway. know. Who, who's the? I think Heineke is out. I think right? Heineke's back. Oh, is he? No, oh, I think okay. He's back. Okay, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought he was yeah. out. Okay. Um, no, he came out. He came out uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, he's. Fine. Oh, he, he, yeah, he's back. Um, I, I just, I is is Heineke is Heineke better than Ritter? I don't. I mean, I we've seen Heineke. I just don't. 
I don't know with any level of confidence can say that that Tyler Heineke is definitely a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. I just I don't know. I, they're they're both they're both not a great option to be completely honest with you. I'll say this, and this is a this I'm I'm echoing a uh, buddy of mine who's a fraternity brother of mine who uh, is a season ticket holder. He said, "Listen." And, and this is it's funny coming from him because he's very um, left leaning. If you catch my drift, he said uh, that uh, the Falcons winning against the Saints is fake news and that Arthur Smith needs to be fired. <laughs> 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 but but look, it, this uh, am I happy that the Falcons are in first place? Yes, doesn't, doesn't sound like it. And, but they're five and six. Uh, well, I expect Sounds more like you hate from, the from this team. No, I expect more from this team. I mean, did we, you? I, we I, did you really? Season, we're, we're five. Yes, we're five I, and six we, through eleven we games. We expect more from this team. Uh, did, we expected more from this team at the beginning of the year. Did you and I both? You and I both expected a heck of a lot more from this team. I don't we're, know. We're under five hundred right. right now, and you're leading the division. You're four How? and two. You're because four and two. A, it, yeah, you we have, have a terrible a division. division. Absolutely. This is exactly what we expected from the Atlanta Falcons this year. They're they're a game under 500. They're four and two at home. They're perfect against the NFC South. This is this is you know maybe a game off of what I expected from the Falcons. I, but but you look just look at the look at the rest of the year this year, or look at the rest of the year for the Falcons. Look at that schedule, dude. It opens up, man. And at the end of the year, if you're sitting there with ten or eleven wins, like. I, the Falcons fans are going to be ecstatic. I mean, you play the Jets, they're terrible. Buccaneers, they're terrible. Panthers, they're terrible. Colts, they're, I don't know, middle of the road. Bears, they're terrible. And then you end at the Saints. Like, I I think right now, through 11 games in the season, the Falcons aren't far off from exactly where I thought they'd be. I, a terrible team, or not a terrible team, but not a great team, in a, in a division that's horrendous, the worst division in the NFL this year. But they're leading it. I mean, it's it doesn't matter if, if if the rest of your division is crap as long as you're better than the rest of the crap and you're leading the division. The Falcons right now would host a playoff game. If the if the playoffs started right now in the NFL, they would host that Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, that is nuts, man. And get their ass handed to them. More than likely, yes. Yes, more than likely that would happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't because, know. Listen, the Cowboys lost like, to the I, Cardinals, I man. I, I appreciate what the Falcons defense has done this year because they have turned it around. Uh, obviously, we spent a butt ton of money on the defensive side of the ball, and it shows. Jesse Bates is dude, a man. Monster. Jesse Bates is a man. Absolute <laughs> monster, dude. <laughs> he for he had the the pick six, and then he forced the fumble. Yep. Um, for Taysom Hill, I mean, he is he's just stupid and Taysom Hill hadn't fumbled in over two and a half years before Jesse Bates forced that fumble on him oh god so I mean defense defense I'm very very happy with and you know the Falcons had the bend bend don't break mentality they gave up what one touchdown no no touchdowns no no touchdowns five field goals goals, yeah yeah, five field goals yeah so look I'm happy with the defensive side of things I really am I'm I know I sound very Debbie Downer but I'm just I'm frustrated with this Falcons team because of, I think the quarterback situation and because of a lot of the play calling at certain times, like when you, the play calling in the red zone is awful. Um, it continues to be, I think one of the worst in like our, 
our percent playoff our red zone percentage continues to be the worst or one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I just it makes zero sense to me. So, uh, you know, I'll take it five and six and uh, move on to next week. Yeah, and that that interception that Ritter threw in the in the red zone, it, you, it can't happen. It can't happen. Absolutely not. I'm not going to defend him on that. But I don't know what was. I think there was a miscommunication there or something because it didn't look like Ritter and it was um who is Bijan and there was another wide receiver stacked up on Bijan. It didn't look like all three of those guys were on the same page. I think that was an incorrect route ran. Um, in in the first the first interception that that Ritter threw once again, I think that was a um, I think that was a miscommunication between him and I think that was Drake London that was out there on, on that route. I I think. Ritter thought Drake was going to run a different route than he ran. Um, you can't have either one of those those interceptions. I'm not I'm not necessarily defending Ritter, uh, but I think a lot of that might have been you know miscommunication or, or, or something like that between the uh, yeah. but between Ritter and the wide receiver. But I, you know at the end of the day, uh, your Sunday was a lot better than your Saturday was. So you you take you take the win and you move on. Dude, I I even. I was talking to a few people on Sunday. I said, listen, I said, actually Patrick and, and uh, Patrick Hitson and, and Josh Stitcher, I'm in a group chat with, uh, and they're like, are you ready for this? I said, I'm not watching football. I'm not. I didn't, and I didn't watch a single Done. Like, minute. I, Done I watched, football. I watched uh, after, after Friday night, after, and I'm about to get into Friday night, but after Friday night and then how Saturday started for me, dude, I'm like I'm I'm done. Yep. yep. <laughs> my my luck is out. I am done with it for the year. So yeah. Um, I, I didn't I, feel I didn't you. watch any minute. I watched a lot of the the replay and um, I, f- yeah, I, f- so. I feel you on that, man. After John Cooper just stabbed me in the heart again on Saturday, it was tough yeah, watching, dude. Tough watching football. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Friday night, uh, we had two of our local teams fall, and it, it's never a good thing to see. You know, I'm happy that they made it to the quarterfinals, and and but uh, it, it was tough. Uh, so Walton Walton goes out to Carrollton and beats Carrollton 56-35. Uh, Carrollton season comes to an end, and they had a really really strong year. Sure and did. Look, uh, defensively, they just weren't able to keep up with Walton. Um, we talked about that all year. Like that was, I think that was going to be the one Achilles heel for Carrollton all year was going to be the yep. defense. I mean, it was, it was an undersized defense and dude, that quarterback for Walton, that number 12 kid, he's insane, man. Um, he, he's a, yeah. he's a wake forest commit. That kid was, you know, that kid was nuts. I, I love seeing people talk about it on social media and complain about him because uh, he, apparently he was born in 2003. So, you know, he's, you do the math, you know, that kind of thing, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> People like to complain on social media. It's the only reason oh, it's there. Oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> um, Central Falls to Stars Mill, 35-29. And listen, this game was insane. Um, it, Central goes down 15 nothing at half. Um, after, you know, a couple of missed field goals, um, one doinked off the uh, uprights, and then uh, one was just wide, I think, left. Um, they also had a safety in the first half. Yep. Um, that get Jonas Walton got tackled in the end zone, and I think it was one of those moments since he kind of hopped to the side to try to get to another area, and then he just got, instead of running straight forward, um, and just got hit beyond the uh, end zone. So uh, it is what it is. Um, that was 15, nothing. And then central came roaring back 
Uh, offense looked phenomenal in the second half. Completely different offense. Offensive look that we didn't see in the first half. Um, and then things just looked so much better. And Jonas Walton was in the second half was eight, nine yards a carry. It was it was Jonas Walton like we expected. Tied up with a two-point conversion, 29-29 with 54 seconds left to go in the game. Stars Mill gets all the way down the field and uh, throws a 41-yard Hail Mary touchdown to end the game. The ball was literally in the air when the buzzer went off and then caught after the buzzer. So crazy. Oh, God, dude. It still still pains me. You know, my kid who, who goes to Bremen School was so invested in Central this year, he came up to me crying. It was... No, and I, I felt him. Like you know, it, it was one of those moments you 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 were you were invested, and in, and I I feel for him. So, uh, Central Falls Stars Mill, that's going to be great next year, Bryce. Yep, same region. And I think I, I mentioned this on the post game show. Their crowd, phenomenal. Filled the it filled the opposing stands. Oh, I love that. That's central. I love that. That's phenomenal. That band, is great. Band was football. strong, even though they they only had like thirty kids in the band this week because That's a small of Thanksgiving. Band? Oh, because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they normally have a bigger band, uh, but and they're they're a really good one too. Um, I was on the sideline with with my old band director, and he he told me um, that they only were able to bring like thirty of them because of Thanksgiving week. He goes, but they're a really good band. They sounded good, even. 30 of them um so huge crowd was awesome on you know the entire night so i i'm i'm looking forward to that rivalry next year between central and stars mill because that'll be fun and then the other one uh bowden bowden continues to dominate beats Dooley county three turnovers bryce if you're in the quarterfinals and you have three turnovers you're not winning no. a game no you don't win and bowden I'm one by four touchdowns. It's just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> That's nuts. That's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. And you know, kudos to Coach Finley and, and company because look, this Bowden team continues to be a horse. And Tyler McGrin, how he is not a Player of the Year in this area, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I how don't understand not. the lack of college attention for Kyler McGrin either like I just don't I don't understand I don't know I don't understand it like he just got an offer from Cumberland which is it's a good program for him to get an offer from I like Cumberland 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 people come down to, to West Georgia a lot I feel like, to we, find I feel like we always have a ton of kids that go to Cumberland yeah. every single year <laughs> yeah that's good Cumberland. Cumberland recruits the hell out of West Georgia. So they're, they, um, they're catching on to what we've been preaching for the past two years. Yeah. So Kyler McGrin is a stud. Like he, he reminds me, Bryce, of um, the kid from Harrison County. And my mind just went blank. Why did play my Hyatt? mind just go blank? Play Hyatt. Thank you. He reminds me of Play Hyatt. He may not be as big as Play Hyatt. He may be. I, I can't remember. But he is he is running all over the place he had another like 300 yards rushing last night last friday i know I, I get to watch him for the first time in person uh friday night you're you're gonna be impressed i, I haven't got to see I, him in person i don't yet. care i don't care if schley county runs all over us Ooh, man you're gonna 
you're going to be impressed with, with Kyler. He is really good. I, uh, uh, girls basketball this weekend, Carrollton falls to Grayson 64 to 39. And then Carrollton and boys basketball beats Hardaway 71 to 56 on this Miss four coverings games and events calendar. We got, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing tonight, nothing going on. Nope. So Billy, you need another cup of coffee. Brother, do I ever. Let's get to it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strom with Century 21 Novus. Texas A&M and Elko agree on a deal to make him the new head coach of the Texas A&M Aggies. Did this break your heart when you saw this news break? Uh, I really like Elko a lot. Yeah, too. Um, this broke my heart. The fact that he's going to Texas A&M, dude, this has had a very Greg Schiano feel to it. A very Greg Schiano feel to it. Did yeah. you hear about what happened? Sort of. With A&M? Yeah. Uh, co- run it down, because I, I tried to piece it together through so, TikTok stuff that I was looking at. So Mark Stoops was going to be the head coach at Texas A&M. Right. Uh, actually, so gets all that gets announced, or not announced, but is kind of you know broken on social media as it has been lately. Um, and then I think even I saw reports of him getting on a plane in Lexington and flying to College Station <laughs> and landing in College Station and the backlash that that the announcement or the you know the the news right from Aggies fans the A uh, and M people were like yeah let's change our mind On and thought. send him back. <laughs> Um, so it, very Greg Schiano feel back to tech, Tennessee when Tennessee was going to name Greg Schiano their head coach. Love that. Remember? Yeah. And Tennessee lost their ish. <laughs> Same thing happened with Mark Stoops. And uh, oh, they named Elko their head coach with everyone loves him because he was the DC a couple years back. Um, so he's... It's it's a good hire, I think, and it's going to be fun to see what they. Yeah. And I think a lot of Aggies fans are happy with the with the hire from everything I've seen on TikTok and social media. So I was hoping they were going to get somebody else, but it, unfortunately, it didn't didn't pan out. <sighs> yeah. Well, there's a guy up in Columbus, Ohio, that you know he'd be great for this job. Uh, be a phenomenal. He, he might be great for Duke. He, yeah, West there pressure. you go. Yeah, there you go. Duke doesn't have any rivals, so I think he'd be really good there. Um, yeah. Just go down there and coach the uh, the Duke the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles tie record with a fourth straight comeback win last night. Dude, what a game. game! What a game, dude! <laughs> game. <laughs> what a game of the year for me! I'll go ahead and say it right now: game of the year for me last night. Bills and Bills and Eagles. The, the weather, the back and forth, the field, the the seventy nine million yard field goal from Jake Elliott to send it into overtime. Game of the year for me. Game of the year for me. It was a great game. There's there's no freaking doubt. A wonderful game last night. So AJ Brown could add more points for my fantasy team, but you know that's neither here nor there. Shut up. You you beat the hell out of me anyway. Oh, I dude, I uh, I've met my money league. I didn't even I didn't oh. even check our league. Uh, Mississippi staff hires Jeff Levy as their new coach. Hey, good for you, Mississippi State. He was the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma. He uh, Oklahoma had the fourth best offense in the nation um, under Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator. So he brings that mentality to Mississippi State. Um, sure, I, I I have no feeling on this this call. Like I have 
no I, yeah, feeling on the tires. Since 2019, he's been the offensive coordinator uh, that has scored 50 or more points 14 times, which leads all active offensive coordinators. Um, so Mississippi State getting an offensive guy, I don't. We'll find out if it's worth anything or not. I mean, it's. I don't know. I, Mississippi, Mississippi State and Texas A&M are sort of in the same basket, in my opinion. One has a lot more money, obviously, but I think both of those teams are just not in great positions at the moment. Uh, By the way, I need Taylor Hawkinson to have less than nine points tonight. With TJ Hawkinson. He might, dude. Uh, George Kittle didn't do anything on Thursday night and about killed me at tight end. Uh, right-hander Kenta Maida and the Tigers agreed Sunday to a two-year, $24 million deal. Uh, That's did, a good signing for the Tigers. That's a really good signing for the Tigers. Yeah, I don't know how they it's got him. For like, yeah, I don't know how they only got him for twenty-four million. That was yeah, quite surprising. That's a good. That's a great signing. Happy for him. Are, are you? Doesn't sound like you're happy for him. No, it, I'm ready for Double A to make some noise. Yeah, what's going on here? We haven't done nothing. What's what's <laughs> happening? Everybody else has done oh, something. We've we done, done nothing. Plenty. Well, yeah, we've, we've done released. <laughs> we've released half the roster. Uh, yeah, we haven't. We haven't done anything. Double A. What's what's going on here? What's the hold up? What's what's going on? Uh, Listen, and, and here's here's the thing, and and I'll I'll do my little brave spiel here, and I'll be done with it for the day. Look, Double A has earned his. He has earned this. Allow him to handle his business because he's earned it. Everything he has done over the last, I don't know, four or five years has been gold outside of maybe one or two signings. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, so, don't, I don't really have any criticism for him, to be honest with you. So allow him to, to work, you know, yeah. let him cook as, as some, as the kids say, let him oh, it. cook. I uh, just sounded old there, didn't I? Yeah, you did sound old. Well, you sounded that way because you are that way. Uh, <laughs> You got to get in touch with your with your young side. Uh, the Houston fires their coach Dana Holgerson after five seasons, and Indiana also fires their coach Tom Allen despite a fifteen point five million dollar buyout. Indiana's got that kind of money, right? Dude, what is Indiana doing? <laughs> fifteen million dollar buyout? Like it's Indiana hey, I, football. I'm sure- I'm sure Tom Crean is available to go back to Indiana. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's Indiana basketball. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, $15 million buyout from Indiana. What are they doing? Uh, Billy, today in 1996, the baseball owners approve interleague play 26 to 4. Wow. I hate I wow. hate interleague play. I know you do, buddy. But it's, it's, it's money. I understand why they did it. It's, you know, I, but I, I'm not a fan of it. You got anything else to add today, man? Now, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here on a Monday, a cold Monday, man. Bundle up as y'all go out there, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.